hello and welcome to the latest DAC Beechcroft Lawcast. I'm Emma Fuller, Head of Motor and Casualty Market Strategy, and I'm joined today by Helen Mason, who is our Head of Vehicle Hire and Damage. We constantly talk about how vehicle hire and damage is an ever-evolving area. This phrase has never rung more true than it does at the moment, with 2002 having been a year of record inflation, increasing hire periods and ongoing uncertainty due to the economic climate the UK finds themselves in. So today, Helen and I are going to discuss how we think things might pan out in 2023 and three things we think are going to have the most impact on credit hire and damage practitioners, and more importantly, what we can do to ensure we're fully prepared to embrace the year ahead. So those three things that we're going to discuss today are inflation, electronic vehicles, and continuing issues with repairs and sourcing new vehicles. Thanks, Emma. And hello, everyone. I'm going to take us through the first area, and that is inflation. So this is something I feel like we've talked about pretty much every day now for at least the past three years. Um, But unfortunately, motor claims are continuing to increase at a substantial rate. Willis Tower Watson recently reported an average claim now costs £5,349 exactly. Obviously, as a result, insurance premiums for customers are rising. The average cost of motor insurance has increased by 17.4% in the past year, adding to the cost of living pressure in the UK. This means price rises in the car insurance industry are outstripping inflation for the economy as a whole at 10.7%, with average premiums now costing over £800. This is despite the money being saved on whiplash claims thanks to the introduction of the Civil Liability Act and the OIC. And it looks like there is no sign of this changing anytime soon. The main impact can be seen and felt in the motor damage arena. Motor repairs are already tracking at 18% per year, but this percentage is expected to rise throughout this year. This is being driven by an absolute perfect storm of the weak pound, the ongoing war in Ukraine, which shows no sign of stopping, increased use of technology in vehicles, soaring energy costs and lack of skilled labour and labour shortages. And I could go on, but I think you get the somewhat stormy picture. But it isn't just about repairs. Auto Trader reported back in August that the average price of a used car has increased by over £3,000 in the last two years alone. So for insurers dealing with total losses and where vehicles have been written off, it's becoming really expensive. These two factors then impact credit hire payment packs. The period of hire is increasing due to issues repairing or replacing vehicles. Rates were also increasing back in 2022, although thankfully these now appear to be stabilising. I may be sounding too optimistic here, but hire may actually be one area we don't see continued inflationary rises in 2023, or certainly not at the same rate. I guess the next question is, where do we think it will end up? Inflationary pressures are certainly being felt across the board. As I've just said, as long as periods are scrutinised and robust credit high defences are maintained, we're hopeful that there will be no vast inflationary increase in respect of credit hire. But for repairs and vehicle replacements, the trend of 2022 looks set to continue well into 2023. The NBRA are now estimating that the average body shop faces annual bills in excess of £65,000. This cost is then passed in the main on to the customer. 
And don't forget that impact of the war in Ukraine, plus other factors as well. And we'll see how that evolves this year, because it will play a key part. So I know it all sounds quite doom and gloom, but what can be done? And there are things that you can do and that the industry can do that will really make a difference. Emma and I say this all the time, but I'm going to say it again, and I make no apologies for that today. Intervention, intervention, intervention. Work with your supply chain and getting non-fault parties into your network. It really will pay dividends more than ever before in controlling cost. Also, we're continuing to see average repair costs for certain companies rise more steeply than others with no apparent explanation as to why. This inflation is mainly coming from increases in sundry elements. And for some entities, the charges are almost double the standard industry ABP rates. We've developed a new strategy for challenging these excessive repair costs, which can't be deemed as reasonable. And we'll be continuing to monitor and analyse the court's appetite for these arguments. And we will continue to feed back those results to you. So on to the second point, um, electronic vehicles. This is linked partly to what Helen has just spoken about. It's predicted by 2025 that 85% of all vehicles globally will be fitted with some type of ADAS. And it's expected there will be more than 9 million EVs on UK roads by 2030. 2022 was the first year that more EVs were made than petrol cars. As the technology in vehicles becomes more complex, the cost of repairs and replacement also increases. So all that inflation that Helen just spoke about is seen even more in this arena. And it's obviously not just the cost, it's the time. The shortage of semiconductor chips, which has been widely reported, obviously delayed repairs and reduced workshop capacity due to staff and skill shortages resulting in longer repair waiting times, which obviously then has a huge knock-on effect on the length of the claim. The Institute of Motor Insurance Industry recently reported that only 6.5% of the current motor mechanic workforce is qualified to service EVs. So you're expecting a long waiting time if your EV is damaged. So again, what can be done to mitigate the inevitable increase in cost and time on these claims? And again, Helen's mentioned it earlier, so I'm going to say it for a fourth time, intervention. Any claim involving an EV needs to be prioritised from an ethanol perspective. And just make sure that you're working with suppliers who specialise in repairing and hiring EVs. And speak to the customer. We know EVs at the moment cost considerably more to hire. What is the reason for having an EV? Would they be happy to drive a petrol car if a carbon offset payment was made? Having a Pacific EV intervention strategy could not be more important than ever right now. And again, this is something our in-house teams have developed. So please do reach out if you need any assistance with this. So on to the third and final point, continuing issues with repairs and sourcing new vehicles. Global supply chains have been heavily impacted by a number of factors, obviously including Ukraine, Brexit and COVID-19. Thankfully, UK car production grew for a second consecutive month in November. So the rise means that the UK car manufacturing output has grown in six of the past seven months, meaning that sourcing new vehicles should hopefully improve in 2023. However, it is still considerably lower than previous years. The main issue is repair and part delays. And we're hearing some absolute horror stories at the moment with some parts on over a 12 month backlog. And again, this is obviously having a huge impact on repair periods and therefore higher periods. Yes, that's right. And it's obviously having an impact on your customers as well. The majority just want their cars back. And I know several insurers we've been speaking to are getting record numbers of complaints from their customers who just don't understand you know, why it's taking so long to sort out their repairs. A survey by the NBRA last year 
found that there were more than 100,000 damaged vehicles waiting to be bought in for repair, with drivable vehicles taking five weeks longer to get booked in compared to before the pandemic. This means there are a lot of people driving around in damaged vehicles. So what can be done about this? Again, I'm going to say it for now, I think the fifth time for intervention and directing any available resource to first notification teams. Making all possible efforts to get the third party into your own network is going to mitigate some of these issues. In addition, live hire monitoring should be a priority. Once payment for repairs or total loss value is made, chase the third party for updates to ensure the claimant is out of hire. If there are part delays, can you help? Have a robust green parts strategy and part sourcing strategy and ensure you've protected your position in writing if hire is ongoing and offers are refused. Again, this is something we deal with in-house and we'll be more than happy to help with any precedent letters or strategy documents. And the final point, which Helen's touched on, is managing the customer. Explain the reasons for the delay. A simple booklet you can email them when they make a claim explaining why repairs are taking longer at the moment could really help reduce those repair times. We're going to be discussing all of the above topics at more and our virtual workshops in May and invites to those will follow shortly. But in the meantime, if you'd like to discuss any of the above issues, please do get in contact with Helen or myself.